From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, March 10th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Farmers from the East Palestine area met with leaders from the Ohio Department of Agriculture yesterday to learn what impacts last month's toxic train derailment could have on livestock and crops away from the immediate derailment site. ONN's Emma Henderson reports. The U.S. EPA will be collecting anywhere between 60 and 300 samples on farms and properties in a five-county area around East Palestine, testing for chemicals related to the derailment and subsequent controlled release. As far as what Mark Durno, local response coordinator for the U.S. EPA, expects to find, not much. We don't believe so. All the uh, monitoring data and sampling that we've done to date on scene doesn't indicate that we have any substantial uh, risk uh, away from the site. In Salem, Emma Henderson. Another setback for Norfolk Southern with another derailment, this time in Alabama, where a train from Atlanta went off the tracks on its way to Mississippi. Officials say no one was hurt. Norfolk Southern also said loose wheels could have caused last weekend's derailment in Springfield, Ohio. In Fremont, in northwest Ohio, dozens of people protested, demanding action to prevent future train derailments. Organizers say they want tougher laws and regulations, updated braking systems, and better regulation of hazardous materials. Josie Setzler was there to make her voice heard. In East Palestine, those first responders didn't know what was burning up in those cars. They didn't know it was vinyl chloride. They didn't know it for hours. There's lots of steps that can be taken to make our communities safer. The protesters also called for Norfolk Southern to take responsibility and to better help the people impacted by those crashes. Matt Borges was convicted yesterday alongside former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder for their roles in what the FBI called a bribery scheme involving dark money and House Bill 6 that provided First Energy with a billion-dollar bailout. ONN's Bennett Haberly spoke with the former chair of the state Republican Party after the guilty verdict was announced. Borges was accused of attempting to bribe an individual who was working for a separate campaign that sought to repeal House Bill 6. Here's his response to when I asked him about the verdict and the prosecutor's characterization of him. I disagreed with that characterization from the very beginning. Nothing I've uh, seen to this point changes my personal opinion. Matt Borch is hinting about the possibility of appeals. I did ask him if he has concerns about being sent to prison prior to uh, that appeals process beginning. He told me he and his lawyers are considering every option that's available to them. Bennett Haverly. In Dayton, crews found the bodies of five people after fire destroyed a house that officials say had been vacant for years and recently was home to about a dozen squatters. The five who died have not been identified and the cause of the fire is under investigation. The fire department called it one of the most tragic fire incidents for loss of life in the history of the city of Dayton. Columbus police are now calling a missing persons case a homicide investigation after the body of 40-year-old Renee Benedetti was found in a landfill in Brown County, southeast of Cincinnati. Investigators say her boyfriend, Gene Scott, killed her. ONN's Richard Solomon has more. Columbus police say Renee Benedetti went missing on February 1st. They found her body in that Rumkey landfill in Brown County all the way near Cincinnati. Now Columbus police say 46-year-old Gene Scott Jr. is charged with her murder. And they believe the two are in a relationship. According to court records, on January 29th, the two were in a heated argument inside their Columbus apartment. Records show Scott told police he grabbed her by the neck and choked her until she was motionless on the ground. He then wrapped her body in a rug and disposed of her in southern Ohio. Reporting in Columbus, Richard Solomon.
Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Husted visited Northeast Ohio yesterday to talk about the Social Media Parental Notification Act. It would allow parents to have more control over their kids' social media use. Husted was joined by Tim and Tamia Woods, parents of 17-year-old James Woods. The Streetsboro teen died by suicide after being a victim of sextortion, which is when an adult poses as a child around the same age as the victim, convincing victims to share inappropriate pictures and demanding money, or they'll release the photos publicly. Let's make each other aware of this nonsense that they're using to attack our children. Parents, you guys get the privilege to know what sextortion was. We unfortunately had to find out after our son's death. James Woods got around 200 messages on social media within 19 hours. General Motors is offering buyouts to most of its U.S. salaried workforce in an effort to trim costs as the company makes the transition to electric vehicles. ONN's Amanda Fay reports. The Detroit automaker confirmed that the move is aimed at cutting $2 billion in costs by the end of next year. GM has about 58,000 salaried workers in the U.S., including plants in Toledo and Defiance. The company says the offers are also designed to avoid any possible firings at a later date. U.S. salaried workers are being offered one month of pay per every year of service, up to 12 months. I'm Amanda Fay. The Ohio Department of Job and Family Services says the state's unemployment rate for January was 4%, down from 4.1% in December. The national rate is 3.4%. A major concert in Columbus was postponed last night. ONN's Yolanda Harris reports. Bruce Springsteen was scheduled to play Nationwide Arena, but the show has been postponed due to an illness. We stopped by the arena and spoke with fans who say they're disappointed, but they're keeping things in perspective. Sad to hear somebody sick. Hopefully they get through it unscathed. Get well. We love them still. Never stop. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. (laughs) No word yet on when that show will be rescheduled. I'm Yolanda Harris. This is the weekend to spring forward as daylight saving time begins at 2 a.m. on Sunday. Dr. Sally Ibrahim is a sleep specialist with University Hospital's Cleveland Medical Center. It's certainly a misalignment when we go towards daylight savings time because we're out of sync with the sun. So the sun is rising after we're having to get up for work or school. And so that misalignment is also the reason why some of us feel so dragged that week and we're sort of doing the social jet lag catch up to try to feel a little better. Researchers say losing that hour of sleep leads to an increase in traffic accidents and health issues. And the Cincinnati Zoo has taken in an African serval cat, a 30-pound feline that looks similar to a leopard, after the animal was recovered from a tree. Here's ONN's Angela Ann. The cat was found with cocaine in its system after local animal control officers captured it from a tree in January. Experts say such animals should not be treated as normal house cats and that they require more specialized attention. The cat escaped from his owner during a traffic stop, jumping from the car and into that tree. The cat's story has now gained attention online with social media users dubbing him Cocaine Cat. Angela Ann, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliates WTOL-TV in Toledo, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.